0: Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the fight talk podcast today. I'm doing predictions for WWE evolution. The first ever all women's pay-per-view from the WWE as well as crown jewel, which is a highly controversial. I have a hard time saying that word this morning, a highly controversial, close enough, uh, event that, uh, the WWE is, uh, we're going to be holding in Saudi Arabia, uh, and I mean, I'm going to give you some thoughts on that here in just a second. Uh, essentially, you know, this is a podcast. I'm going to be like totally, you know, full disclosure. This is a podcast that's going to be very difficult for me to record uh, for a few reasons. First one, uh, I was supposed to have a guest for the Evolution Pick'em. And I'm not blaming her. Like a good friend of mine was supposed to come on. Uh, something came up and it's something where like she's she's had a really, really bad week. And I... Uh, my thoughts are out with her like I hope she's she's doing all right like then that's no big deal that she couldn't make the show but I was going to uh essentially have her sell me on this on this event on evolution like that was a big kind of plan I had for the episode was that because I'm not looking forward to the show at all and I wanted to have somebody on who was looking forward to the show and I believe uh my friend is actually at the event I'm pretty sure she's going to evolution live I could be wrong about that but I'm pretty sure she's going um, but either way, you know, that's kind of where I'm coming from for the uh, predictions for this show. Like, I have, I'm going to be totally honest, I have no interest at all in evolution. And I'm very interested in the Crown Jewel event uh, because I'm really interested in a lot of the matches, to be honest. And I'm even more interested to see what kind of the, the aftermath is and kind of the, uh, the response of the show, you know. So before we get started, though, I want to give a shout out to WrestleRumble.com. Uh, WrestleRumble.com is the featured sponsor for all of my prediction podcasts, and I want to give you the prize list for Evolution, because while I may not be that excited for this show, I am going to be playing uh, the Evolution Pick'em Contest on WrestleRumble.com, just like I do for all of the major events, and let me tell you the prize list for Evolution. First place is $500 cash, that's five, zero, zero, $500, Second place Third place, fourth place, and fifth place. So second through fifth all get one hundred dollars. That is one zero zero, one hundred dollars cash. Sixth through tenth place all get fifty dollars. That's pretty great. So um first through tenth all are gonna get money. And first place, like I said, is five hundred dollars. There's also MVP points on the line, which is a running contest that goes for one year and the big prize at the end of the year for the people who play these contests often is one thousand five hundred dollars cash and a custom made championship belt from Russell Rumble. So definitely get your picks in. Because once again, I like I said, I'm not I'm not excited for this show. I'm gonna give you my predictions for the show. Um, and part of the reason that I am talking about evolution and crown jewel in one episode is because my evolution picks are going to be super fast and I I wanted to talk about Crown Jewel and the events are so close together that it made sense just to all do it together at one time right now and I want to mention uh Wrestle Rumble will not be doing a prediction or sorry will not be doing a pick 'em contest for Crown Jewel. I got confirmation today from my dude over there at Wrestle Rumble that kind of due to the uh, circumstances surrounding the the event and the, the negative attention that it's gotten uh, there will not be a pick'em contest for WrestleRumble.com for Crown Jewel. So, Crown Jewel will be an exception. You know, they usually do every single big show, but I totally understand them not wanting to be associated with the Crown Jewel event. I totally get that. And the main reason I'm going to be, you know, giving my predictions is because I think that the matches are worth talking about, but... You know, I also understand if people don't want to hear my predictions on this show. You know, I'll give you my thoughts on Crown Jewel right now, and then we'll go into the Evolution uh, the evolution picks and then the Crown Jewel picks, just since we're already on the topic on it. um, And this is going to be totally unedited. You're going to hear me stumbling on my words, I'm sure, you know, and everything. You know, probably probably a lot of ums in this one. This is going to be totally unedited. I'm going to get it out for you guys right after I record it. Um, I'm going to be my, my honest thoughts, you know, I, I think it's a terrible idea for the, uh, WWE to be going to Saudi Arabia for the crown jewel event. I, uh, I think it's just really, it's a terrible look for the WWE, uh, knowing what's going on over there and the investigations going on over there. And I don't need to tell you the full stories about, you know, why it's such a bad idea for the WWE to go to Saudi Arabia. That would, not only take too long but it's also highly documented online like just search it on google and you'll see all the reasons why we shouldn't be uh, or why we why the WWE shouldn't be going to saudi arabia even their own employees like sam roberts who has a really successful wrestling podcast he uh he doesn't think we should be going there you know at least according to what he was saying on his show and i you know i'm hearing stuff about john cena refusing to go to the show i'm hearing things about daniel bryan refusing and I think more wrestlers should follow suit. I mean, it's it's a really bad situation for everybody involved, because I understand that WWE has invested a lot of money and a lot of I mean, they're very, very, very vested in the Saudi Arabia, kind of like cultural change that they're trying to promote. And the big issue is that we don't know how much of that change is real and how much of it is like manufactured, you know, a lot of it. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. A lot of it seems very fake to me. It's very similar to when you uh, you have people that visit like uh, North Korea, like like a high power uh, personality will will visit North Korea, right? And they're they essentially will set the town up to look like you know they they basically are it's a bunch of actors and actresses like it's it's people basically playing parts because if they don't they're gonna get killed because you know they're they're not messing around over there you know it's it's just it's it's very it seems very fake to me like all these commercials about like you know women getting their rights and all that well you know let's put it this way women aren't allowed to wrestle on the show in saudi arabia so so how progressive are we talking here you know like So women are allowed to drive now and you're showing them in like commercials like they're just these happy-go-lucky like, yay, we can drive. But they're not allowed to wrestle on the shows there because there's still a very clear line between men's rights and women's rights there, you know. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the reporter that I don't really want to talk about because it's, once again, so highly publicized and I wouldn't want to mess up the story. But the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that there's a journalist missing that most likely was, was killed over there just for having an opinion that differed from the, uh, the higher ups over there in Saudi Arabia. So I, once again, I, I don't, and I also don't want to get like fired up about this. I already probably sound like I kind of am. I just think it's a terrible, terrible, terrible decision by the WWE. Um, man, part of me doesn't even want to give this show attention because like just putting this podcast out, I feel like I'm promoting and endorsing it. But This is really more so because I'm a fan of professional wrestling and, and, you know, Shawn Michaels is coming back and like, there's a lot of good stuff on this show that as a wrestling fan, I feel like I should, I should give you my thoughts on because I have this platform, but I also do not blame you at all. If you boycott this event, if you're outspoken about the event, I totally get it. Even if you're upset that I'm even talking about it, I understand. I just wanted to let you guys know where I'm coming from with my podcast today I try to be as honest with you guys as I possibly can. All of these episodes, um, I speak from the heart to you guys. And I appreciate everybody who supports the show so much. So, you know, you guys know me by now if you've been listening. And you know that I don't have any, uh, you know, I'm coming from the right place when, when I give you my thoughts. And, and the things that I decide to talk about on this show. I also want to bring this up too because I haven't talked about it publicly. Um, Roman Reigns. I feel terrible for Roman Reigns, absolutely terrible. Um, as somebody myself, I've uh, I've lost my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt all to cancer, and knowing that Roman Reigns has leukemia is a very scary thing for somebody like me. Because while I know plenty of people who have defeated cancer, and my own family, you know, I've seen I've just seen firsthand how terrible it is, and. I just feel really bad for Roman. You know, I know that he's been living with, you know, for 11 years. Uh, at least that's what, you know, he he was saying on the show. I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying he was lying or anything like that. I just, I I had no idea. I mean, 11 years is a long time. And to have that in remission for 11 years, um, you know, he beat it once. I. I believe he can beat it again. And I hope we all, myself included, I hope we all take a step back and realize that all these people that we watch as performers are real human beings and Roman Reigns got more crap from the fans than anybody I've probably ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. And most of it was undeserved. Most of it wasn't his fault. Most of it was the WWE's fault with how they presented him. And we, I think we all agree with that, you know? And, you know, I hope it's just one of those things where, you know, if, if, and when Roman Reigns comes back, he's, going to be you know their top good guy i mean it's going to be what the WWE always wanted but in in like the worst circumstances ever to like have to get there and and i want to give WWE and roman reigns a lot of credit for this too so and i don't want anybody to take this the wrong way with how i say this but so think about this guys like roman reigns For the last, like, five years or whatever it's been, they've been shoving this guy down our throats as the top guy in the company, as as who we're supposed to be cheering as the number one good guy in the WWE. And for this whole time, like, it just wasn't working how they wanted, you know. And they tried everything. They tried everything to get the fans behind him. And I give WWE and Roman Reigns a lot of credit for not using this as that vehicle uh, earlier, and I'm not saying that they're using it as a vehicle now, not not purposely. Like, and there's the train, you know. There we go. I, I <laughs> and once again, for people who listen to this this podcast, if you can hear the train in the background, it it only goes by when I'm recording these shows. Um, it's just a terrible thing for Rome, and 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 I think that once again, like the fact that the WWE knew this. About Roman and Roman knew it about himself and they never played this card earlier I think is a big credit to them because with all the work that the WWE does with you know Conor and Susan G Komen and you know all the foundations that they work with you know specifically you know with cancer research and, and fundraising and those kind of things it would have been a very easy thing for the WWE to just come out you know years earlier and say hey our guy Roman Reigns actually has beat leukemia or, you know, his leukemia is in remission. He's been living with it for 11 years. They could have, they could have used that. They could have said that. And it wouldn't have even come off his cheek to be honest. Like, it, you know, it, if I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised that they never talked about this guy beating cancer before. Cause I think that's a really, it's a really, it's a really huge thing for somebody to do to beat cancer. And, and I know that he has it again and it's it sucks, but it w well, I mean, I'm just trying to say like they could have said this earlier and the fans would have been cheering him long ago. And I'm glad that the WWE did not go that route. I'm just, you know, I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings on that on that subject because once again I have such a personal attachment to people I know dealing with cancer. But at the end of the day I will say this, Roman Reigns, I hope that you kick cancer's ass, man. And I can't wait to see you back in a WWE ring. And I just feel terrible you have to go through that. I feel terrible that anybody in the history has ever had to deal with cancer. It's it sucks. So I'll get I, you know. I'm glad I got that out of the way. But you know, once again, I don't want that to sound like I wanted the WWE to exploit his his ill his illness early or anything like that. My point is more so he would have been seen as a hero long before had WWE mentioned that he'd beat cancer in the past and they, but they never used that. They tried, they tried to get him over with the crowd, you know, their own way in his own way. And they didn't play that card. And, and I think that's the right thing. You know, I'm glad they didn't pull, they didn't do it that way, but it just, I know, I know I'm rambling now, but you know, that, and also think part of it too, is like, I'm so in shock that he, that he has this, like I had no idea when that happened on Monday. I, I pretty much stopped watching Raw the rest of the show because I just felt so weird just even watching because I, man, you know, speedy, you know, speedy recovery, Roman, I kick kick cancer's ass, man. All right, let's talk about Evolution, and I'm sorry, guys, like, if you guys hated hearing all that or, like, you know, I, I got it, I just had to talk about Roman. I had to get that out there, and man. This is just a weird week for wrestling, between the Roman Reigns thing, Evolution just looking like a weak card, and Crown Jewel just being a disaster, promotionally. Evolution, let's get these picks in. Alright guys, once again, this will be brought to you, or these uh, predictions will be brought to you by WrestleRumble.com. Jump on WrestleRumble.com, join the Evolution Pick'em Contest, win $500 cash for first place, and a whole bunch more cash on the line as well. MVP points on the line too, and make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. First up on Evolution, I have Sasha Banks, Bayley, and Natalia taking on the Riot Squad in a six-woman tag team match. I mean, I think it's pretty pretty weak that Sasha and Bayley aren't just in a singles match on this show. I think it would have made perfect sense. I guess I'm kind of living in the past still, but... I don't know why we haven't gotten like a classic Sasha versus Bailey match on a big platform here, you know, outside of NXT. They completely tore the house down at NXT multiple times. You'd think that this would be a perfect opportunity in All Women's Show. You got all this time. You got all the time in the world to fill it with, you know, the best women's matches possible. And you come up with a six-woman tag team match that looks like this. All the women involved I think deserve to be there based on uh, what they've been doing. But I mean, I deserve to be on the show. I mean, you know, not in this, not in this spot. Uh, you know, I'm gonna take Sasha, Bailey, and Natalya to win, but you know, I I don't expect the match to be that good. You know, the Riot Squad's okay. They've been better than uh than I ever expected them to look, to be totally honest. Since they debuted, you know, more recently they looked a lot better. I think Sarah Logan uh, has the most upside of everybody, uh, on, in the Riot Squad. Liv Morgan, I think, you know she has a different uh because of the way she looks she'll have other opportunities put it that way Ruby Riot's all right she's she's actually pretty good i'll give her her credit all three of them are alright but i actually think Sarah Logan is probably the best of the three that's just my opinion and then uh Natalia being in this match you know i think they're just uh killing time before Natalia turns on Ronda Rousey and eventually has a match with her for the women's championship so i'll say Sasha Banks Bailey and Natalia win this one um next we have uh... The Women's Battle Royal. I have it listed here as the historic Women's Battle Royal. I don't know if that's the official name or not. don't know what's so historic about it. Um, Let's look at the entrance. Oh, my God, this looks bad. Oh, my God, this looks bad. All right, so we got Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Oscar, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Tori Wilson, woo woo, Tori Wilson, come back, so good in the ring. uh, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze, that's kind of cool to see Alundra Blaze back. But uh, how old is she now? Ivory Kelly Kelly, Maria Kanellis, Molly Holly. Okay, it'll be good to see Molly back. Oh, I've always liked Molly Holly. She never got her full credit. She's always been great. And Zelina Vega. well, wow, she should be doing a lot more too. Um, I'm sure there will probably be more women in this match. I don't know. Good to see Ivory in here. I'd like to see my girl Jackie Moore. Miss Jackie, where's she at? I don't care how old Jackie gets. She can still kick some ass. I, I love me some Jackie. Get her in this thing. Uh, Yeah, this match looks pretty terrible. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Asuka wins. Because, like, she needs it really badly, apparently. If she's even in this match, she clearly needs... A big win I'm gonna say Oscar. don't know what the hell happened there I haven't been watching Smackdown for like months so it's shocking to see Asuka not even in like a singles match or any kind of match that matters on the show and didn't Asuka win the Women's Battle Royal or the Women's Royal Rumble this year yeah her and her and Shinsuke both did um so I guess Asuka again I mean I I I don't know who I mean, I'd like Zelina Vega maybe to win. She's she's great. But looking at the rest of the people in this match, like there's there's a couple good ones in here, but for the most part, that that match looks like it's gonna suck. I'm gonna Yeah, I'll take Oscar. Uh up next we have Trish Stratus and Lita versus Mickey James and Alicia Fox in a tag team match. Alexa Bliss will be in the corner of james and fox and uh you heard me right alexa bliss she is hurt she will not be a part of this match one of the only reasons i was looking forward to this show at all was seeing alexa bliss and Trish stratus in there together and if i remember correctly at one point it was going to be alexa bliss versus Trish stratus then it was going to be lita versus mickey james and they had a tag team match and they changed it and put alicia fox in there I'll give my honest thoughts on this. I mean, this is going to be the most depressing podcast you guys have ever listened to. I'm so sorry, guys. Like, between the the crown jewel stuff I've talked about, the Roman Reigns stuff, and how negative I'm going to be on this show, I'm sorry, y'all. But I got to be honest. Once again, I'm honest with you guys. Um, Alicia Fox is terrible in the ring. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know why she was the one who was chosen to, to be inserted into, the, into this match. Um, from what I've seen of Lita lately, she's looked real bad. Um, she looks like she's drunk out there. I mean, I, I don't know what she's really up to, but she looks like she's drunk when she, like, when she was out there wrestling at, a was it the Royal Rumble? She's out there, and she's always cut it close on those moonsaults. Like, I, I know, I've watched her for a long time, but she looked extra sloppy. And she, and this is coming from somebody, like, Lita was my favorite women's wrestler when I was younger. You know, she was my favorite, so... For me to say this, like I'm just once again just being honest with you guys, like I I just I don't think this match is gonna be any good. Like the nostalgia of seeing Trish Stratus and Lita come out, that'll be cool. But and they haven't played up Mickey James's pass with Trish Stratus at all. And I, I get it because uh their storyline when Mickey James debuted years back was very, very not PG. But uh yeah, I'm gonna take Trish Stratus and Lita to win. I think that's pretty obvious, but I think it was changed to a tag team match because I bet you I my my gut tells me there's Lita could not get through a uh, singles match of of any length uh, on her own in one of these shows in 2018. I just I just I hope she's I hope she surprises me. Trust me, like like I said, she was my favorite when I was younger. I'd love to see her look amazing, but. I'm expecting very little out of this one. I'm gonna say Trish Stratus and lead a win. Um up next we have Tony Storm versus I don't even know how to say this name. Uh Io Io Shihari She Shir- Shirai Shirai. I I don't know. No idea. Um this just goes to show you I have not watched any of the uh the Classic from this year. It's gonna sound like I'm just shitting all over women's wrestling also, guys, but like I it isn't it isn't that I dislike women's wrestling, it's that I dislike bad wrestling. Or or uninteresting wrestling. And I'm not and I'm not saying that the Mae Young Classic was no good. I'm just not interested in it. You know what I mean? Very much like I'm not interested in two oh five live. You know what I mean? It's it's saying men or away. It goes both ways. Um I don't know, this is the the cla the, the tournament cla or final. I I don't know. I really don't know who to choose. Isn't is, is Tony Storm is she in NXT UK? Yeah, part of me wants to say that just based on that... Well, actually, there's no title on the line for this. Alright. I'm looking at uh, the profile. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how to say her name, but yeah, she's been... I know who this who this woman is. It's been a long time. She's only 28? wrestling forever, hasn't she? Yeah, 10 years. I don't know. I'm going to say Tony Storm. I just think, you know, not to be, like, racist or anything, but, like, you know, I feel like between Asuka winning, you know, the Women's Battle Royal that I, I've predicted, and her winning the Royal Rumble, and, like, you know, uh, Kairi Sane won the initial Mayon Classic, and she's going to be defending the NXT Women's Championship in the next match I'm going to talk about. I just think it's kind of like Asian overload. If that makes sense. Like similar to, I'm going to talk about that in Crown Jewel too. How the fact that it's an All-American World Cup, which is crazy. Um, I'm going to say Tony Storm. She's really hot too. Tony Storm's hot. Up next, we have uh, Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Again. This is for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I'm going to take Shayna Baszler because I like her a lot better. That's uh pretty simple. I'm a huge MMA fan. I've been a fan of Shayna Baszler's career for a long time, and uh, all the, dating all the way back to her, you know, training with Josh Barnett and you know, catch wrestling and all that stuff. Uh, I like Shayna Baszler. She's very much like a kind of a female Samoa Joe for the NXT roster, and I'd like to see her get the championship back. I like Kyrie Sand also. Don't get me wrong. I like her elbow drop a lot. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I give her credit where it's due, but I'd much rather see Shayna Baszler with that title, so I'm going to say that Baszler becomes the new NXT Women's Champion. After that, we have Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, a last women's standing match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I really like this match. This is the first time I've said this all show. I really like this match. Um, I'm really happy for Becky. She's working her butt off. She has for a, a long, long time, and she deserves the championship that she's holding right now. My gut tells me that Charlotte's going to win again, but I'm going to stick with Becky. I'm going to say, you know, with it being a last woman standing match, there's a lot of outs you have both ways. Uh, And I think it's, I think they should just keep riding this wave with Becky. I really think that, you know, she's the most interesting thing they have going for them as far as the females are concerned on on any of the brands right now. I think that Becky Lynch is the most interesting of, of any of the female characters. So, I think that it's the right idea, the right move to keep the belt on her. But once again, like I still feel like we're building towards Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And I think they'll both be champions going into that match. So it's just a matter of when Charlotte gets that belt back. Uh, I'd imagine the women's uh, Battle Royal winner will get the next shot at the belt. And that's what also kind of leads me to believe, like if I'm taking Asuka there, we'd have Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Which is a fresh matchup for the title. We've seen Charlotte versus Asuka, uh, you know, a few times already. So maybe you do Becky versus Oscar and then, like down the line, maybe towards like Royal Rumble time or something. Charlotte gets the, uh, the, uh, women's championship back before WrestleMania. That's just my thoughts. Just thinking out loud, but I'm gonna say Becky Lynch retains. After that, we have the main event of the evening. We have Ronda Rousey taking on Nikki Bella, defending her Raw Women's Championship. Uh, I don't care about this at all because uh, I don't like the Bellas. Sorry for the people who listen to this that love the Bellas. Uh, I'm not into them. I like Nikki more than Brie, but I think they're they're both cringe in my opinion. I think Brie is just Brie is just terrible in the ring. I mean, whether one you know, this isn't an attack on her character. She's just bad, bad. She she might be the worst wrestler on the whole on the whole company. It's actually I feel pretty confident saying she's the worst wrestler in the whole company, and uh, Nikki isn't far from her. Like she's she's bad, uh, but not as bad. I'm gonna say Ronda Rousey retains, and I hope the match is fast. I hope she just goes out there and just beats the heck out of her. I'd love to see that, but uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey wins, armbar submission middle of the ring. All right, so that's Evolution, guys. Once again, jump on WrestleRumble.com and make your predictions. The top prize is $500 cash. And second through fifth, get $100. Sixth through 10th, get 50 bucks. And jump on WrestleRumble.com and Twitter at WrestleRumble to stay up to date with all their contests. All right, let's do some crown jewel predictions. And then we will get on out of here. So first here, I am seeing The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus, defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against The New Day, Big E, Kofi, and or Xavier Woods. And I can go and or, and or, and or, you know what I mean? Could be any combination of the three. I will say this. uh, It was cool seeing The Bar win the titles back. Or when, you know, I should say back. I guess, I guess they've, I mean, yeah, back. They've held the titles many times. I just can't remember on which brands they've held the titles and how many times. Either way, the bar is the champion. Uh, I would have really liked to see Cassius Ono come up to the main roster, and instead of the Big Show helping out Cesaro and Sheamus, I would have loved for it to be Cassius Ono, and then you could have Cesaro, Sheamus, and Ono as the bar, and you can do have them doing the same thing the New Day does, where they switch out and you know one guy's on the outside, two guys wrestle, and they can switch it up and keep the bar fresh, and we'd also get a Kings of Wrestling reunion, and and also. Sheamus and Cassius Ohno, I think, would be a cool tag team, too, when, when it's the two of them in there. So, I've been saying that for a long time, but, you know, I think that would have been the perfect time to do it. I'm going to say the bar retains. I think it'll be a good match, though. These, these teams always deliver. No matter how many times we've seen this match, as uninterested as I might be, like, on paper to see this, I think it'll be really good. So, I'm going to take Cesaro and Sheamus to retain. After that, we have an. Uh, I'm going to talk about the eight-man tournament, uh, the WWE World Cup. The participants, as of right now, um, John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. Every person I have mentioned in this World Cup is American. Uh, even Rey Mysterio, who, Mexican-American, but still American. I believe he was born in California, if I'm not mistaken. Let's actually look that up, so I don't sound like a moron talking about this. Uh, born in Chula Vista, California. There we go. So, um, you know, John Cena, if he's not on the show, he's going to have to be replaced. Uh, same with, uh, same with, uh, wait, it wasn't, oh, that's right. Daniel Bryan is in the WWE title match. Yeah. Whoa. I completely didn't even think about that. Oof. Um, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. If John Cena not there, I would probably replace him with like, Finn Balor, just because he's kind of the first one that comes to mind. Balor wasn't even in a qualifying match, and it at least puts somebody outside the United States uh, yeah, it isn't U.S. born in this thing for the World Cup. As far as uh, who I think is going to win this whole thing, it's really hard to say. Uh, I mean, re- Mysterio returning. Uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes and spotlight on him, and you know he's still so well-loved, uh, worldwide, but I'm going to say Kurt Angle. I think that if he's going to be in this thing, it makes sense for him to win it. And it kind of automatically rebuilds, you know, his credibility as a singles performer, because I'm hoping he'll get a singles match at WrestleMania. Maybe we even see him versus Jason Jordan. If he's back in time or, um, I don't know, but I think we'll see Kurt Angle in a singles match. I think this, him winning this will be like something that will jumpstart Uh, his return into singles action. So I'm going to take Kurt Angle to win the whole thing. Up next, we have Degeneration X, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. You heard me right. The returning Shawn Michaels after eight years of retirement, taking on the Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and Kane in a tag team match. I mean, it's great to see Shawn back, but it's also one of those things where, like, I'm just, I'm so over this kind of stuff. Um, And I hate saying it. Shawn Michaels is, like I've said it a, a million times throughout my life, when when asked, you know, one of the number one questions I'm asked throughout my entire life, right, is, who's your favorite wrestler ever, favorite wrestler of all time? And I usually give, I usually give one answer. If I can only give one, I say Chris Jericho. But if I am given a little bit more time, I'll I'll explain. When I was a kid, you know, Randy, Macho Man, Savage is who made me a fan. That's what sucked me into wrestling, and, and I've never looked back. Uh but then growing up, Shawn Michaels was my guy. Like Randy Savage got me into it. And then when he kinda started getting phased out, Shawn Michaels was my guy for years. Hands down favorite wrestler was Shawn Michaels. And that continued, you know, and then Chris Jericho kinda took that that reign from him as far as like my favorite wrestler and like, you know, and seeing what Jericho does, you know, outside of WWE and like, you know, what he's doing in New Japan now and all that stuff, is, you know, he's my favorite at, at this point in my life. But Shawn Michaels is in that in that list of three, you know, HBK, Y2GA, and Macho Man. And for me to be saying that like I'm over this kind of stuff should really be really telling. You know, it's going to be cool to see him back in the ring, and I'm looking forward to seeing how he looks because I'm sure he's going to be wrestling, you know, a lot more matches. This isn't going to be it. But what I'm over is, like, you know, I think I saw Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com mention this on Twitter. I could be wrong, but I'm going to give him the credit for it. These guys in this match, these are the same people that, you know, were in the WWE when, when the company was making fun of WCW For, you know, like the Billionaire Ted and the Nacho Man and the Huckster and that stuff. Like, it's happening now. You know, there's a whole roster of NXT talent and main roster talent that hasn't gotten, you know, a big opportunity on on the main show to really prove what they can do and really click with the fans. And there's a whole world of independent talent that's doing it on a daily basis outside the WWE. And there's all these young guys, like, who should be getting opportunities and we're still watching triple H and the undertaker and Kane. And I mean, it's like, I, I respect all these guys infinitely. I mean, these guys are heroes of mine, all of them, but like, I mean, I'd much rather see, I don't know, pick, take your pick. I mean, I'd, I'd rather see, I mean, if we're talking just even just main roster, and people who aren't even on the show, like Finn Balor comes to mind, obviously. Samoa Joe comes to mind. I mean, that's just two people right off the top of my head. I'm not even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Um, Dean Ambrose is not on the show. And I get it with his heel turn and stuff, like, storyline wise, I don't know, but like, there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people like that are young and up and coming and we had this problem too, like back in, back in, you know. Anyway, I'm gonna get off that tangent. That's gonna that's a whole other podcast for another time. Maybe I'll do that sometime. But I mean, I'm excited for the match because it's cool to see Shawn Michaels back. But I on I'm gonna be totally honest. I feel like the Undertaker at this point in his career is, is a parody of himself, and I mean that with all due respect. But it's like it's like he's the Undertaker playing the Undertaker. You know, like, this guy is old and beat up. He's the most respected guy in the locker room. We all know that. He's maybe the most well-respected wrestler ever. But, it's like, enough is enough. Like, at a certain point, we all got tired of watching Hulk Hogan also, right? You know, this is no different to me. So, we'll see. I'm going to take Triple H and Shawn Michaels to win. Especially with it being Shawn Michaels' return, I feel like you know Shin music one two three probably on Kane. Who once again, it, it, my thoughts on the Undertaker take that times two, double double my thoughts on that for Kane. Um, up next we have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship. I like this match a lot for obvious reasons. I think it's going to be great as long as, you know, they're given time and are allowed to go out there and do what they can do. I love this match. Part of me wants to say Daniel Bryan, mainly because I think they're going to build towards Daniel Bryan and The Miz for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. But I think it'd be a really, really bad look uh, publicity-wise to have the title change on this show, Uh, mainly because, you know, like the headlines are going to be like, Daniel Bryan wins the WWE Championship, you know, comes back you know, after, you know, three years of retirement, like now he's the, the champion again, and it's going to be plagued by being covered with press about how this happened in Saudi Arabia. And then it's going to the floodgates of like WWE going over there in the first place. So I just don't think it's a good idea for Dan O'Brien to win the title on this show. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think it's a good idea for Dan O'Brien to win the title necessarily. I think that the Miz should be the one to beat AJ Styles. And then Daniel Bryan beats the Miz at WrestleMania. I think that makes the most sense for everybody involved. Um, but that said, I'm gonna take AJ Styles to win, and this should be the match of the night. I'm expecting this to be a classic if if they're allowed to go out there and do what they can do. I just hope it isn't a classic case of what the WWE likes to do and like they're gonna give us like a taste of what they can really do, and they're gonna drag this out to like four or five matches or something. So We'll see what route they go. Uh, I love AJ Styles, though, and I love him as the champion, so uh, I'm I'm taking Styles to retain. And last, we have Brock Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the WWE Universal Championship, the belt that was vacated by Roman Reigns, per his uh, leukemia announcement that I talked about earlier. We've seen this before. The first time that this match happened, I guess it was around a year or so ago, and I did not think the match was good, I'm going to be totally honest with you, uh, Strowman was, was lost out there, he was super green at the time, he still kind of is to an extent, but not, not nearly as bad as he was the first time this match happened, um, it makes the most sense for Braun Strowman to win, especially with Drew McIntyre, who also isn't on the show, which... It just goes to your, my point of, like, people who should be on the show that aren't, but we're getting, you know, The Undertaker and Kane. I mean, Drew McIntyre, he should be featured heavily. Um, You know, Strowman versus McIntyre for the WWE title, I think, is a great feud. But what is also great is Brock Lesnar having the Universal Championship and bringing it bringing it with him to the UFC octagon when he takes on Daniel Cormier. I think that that would be awesome. But I'm led to believe, based on them giving Roman the belt before, and the fact that he was supposed to be in this match and it was a triple threat, I don't think that the plan at any point was Brock to get this belt back. And I think it makes the most sense storyline-wise, and it's the best for the actual show and for the company. Uh, in the short term at least, for Braun Strowman to be the champion. Once again, I hope that Brock... It would be great to see Brock holding that title coming to the uh to the octagon. I think that'd be so cool. But I think it makes the most sense for the WWE and for their fans and, you know, for the people who go to the house shows and all that kind of stuff, for Braun Strowman to, to be the champion. So um, he's never held the belt before. And, you know, I just... I guess this is the time and, you know, he won the, uh, the greatest Royal rumble. I don't know if maybe he'll carry that championship belt out for whatever reason, that green belt that we haven't seen since. I don't know, but I'm going to say Strowman wins the universal championship. I think he finally beats Brock Lesnar on the show. And then I think Brock disappears, uh, goes and fights Daniel Cormier most likely in January. And then I think we'll see Brock back probably for WrestleMania would be my guess. Whether he uh, wins the UFC heavyweight title or not, I think that we'll still see him wrestling again. But that said, like, if he does win the, uh, the UFC title, maybe he doesn't come back to WWE anytime soon, and that'd be another good reason to have the belt on Braun. Um, once again, I will say this, though, I would be shocked if Brock Lesnar defeated Daniel Cormier. I think Daniel Cormier is going to completely smoke him in the octagon. That's just my personal opinion. All right, guys, thanks for uh, bearing with me through that one. You know, I I apologize if it was like a really negative vibe I was putting out today, especially with how I opened up the show. But uh, I'll say it again. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. And there are things, once again, that I like about some of these shows or there's some things I like about these shows, I should say. uh, But there's also a lot of dislike about them. And uh, I've given you my thoughts on that. Feel free to uh, let me know your thoughts as well. Hit me up on Twitter. My uh, handle is at Fight Talk underscore. That's at F I G H T T A L K underscore. Got a Facebook group as well Just search Fight Talk Podcast. My Twitch channel is Fight Talk. Sorry. Fight. Oh, geez. How do you say it again? I'm losing my mind. I'm glad I'm getting out of here right now. Twitch.tv slash Fight Talk underscore. That's it. Just like my uh, Twitter handle, Fight Talk underscore on Twitch. If you want to buy some merchandise, my stuff is available at whatamaneuver.net, that is whatamaneuver.net, t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, anything you can think of, multiple designs, multiple colors, any money you spend on that website gets put right back into the podcast and my Twitch channel. Also, make sure to subscribe and rate and review the podcast. Five-star ratings and reviews go a long way, I know it's it all the time, but it is the truth, and it helps me out a ton, takes you like no time to do it, and it's totally free. So please do that and help me out. And uh, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors uh, one last time, and that'll be it for today. i want to give a shout out once again to WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to jump on WrestleRumble.com, do the Evolution Pick'em Contest, win up to $500 cash, and make sure to follow them on Twitter at WrestleRumble. Brian Jensen is my brother. He is a professional boxing coach and a cornerman for professional boxers. He's also a personal trainer, helps out with MMA fighters, anything you can think of. Brian Jensen can help you learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, learn self-defense, lose weight, whatever you're looking to do. Follow him on Instagram at Atlanta Boxing Coach. Once again, that's Instagram. One word, Atlanta Boxing Coach. Hit him up. He'll hit you back up. And if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he'll help you in person. If you're not, he can help you remotely. Brian Jensen's the guy for you. Hit him up. Also, I want to give a shout out to Heroes and Legends. Heroes and Legends is a professional wrestling, collectible, and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures. It's just magazines and programs, DVDs, autograph memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling stuff. Make sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HLProWrestling. All right, that's going to do it for today, guys. I have some uh, some cool stuff coming up for the podcast. i uh, got some interviews coming up. And once again, like definitely make sure to check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv. I'll be going live actually right after I upload this podcast. We're going to be doing a, uh, a little pre-game on there, uh, playing UFC 3 on Xbox and talking about the fights that are happening tonight. UFC Moncton is live tonight, and the main event is Anthony Smith taking on Volkan Ozemir. Make sure to stay up to date with that. I'll be live tweeting the show at OnPointMMA on Twitter and doing full results at MMAOnPoint.com. So join us for the show and join me on Twitch. Until then, I will be back soon.